the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, ending the week with a bang. Babies, it is Friday. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Jesus. Indeed. Um, so much to get into in tonight's show. It's going to be a barn burner, babies. We got so much information to get to. Great lineup of guests. We've got Bob Walters who will be here for his Friday education segments, but we also have FBI whistleblower Steve Friend and a good friend of mine, Ted Harvey, from the Committee to Defeat the President, former Colorado State Senator, who's actually running to replace Ken Buck in Colorado. And they're three great guests for all the hot happening things in the country tonight. Um, I'm going to try to save some time for some emails and let's just jump right in, shall we? If we miss, if you miss any part of the show, don't download the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, email me at andreacasio.com. And yes, Mo, I read all the emails that come into me. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the emails coming up in the show. Y'all know the man who's with me every night of the week. We're, we're rolling tonight, even though, let me tell you, there is something evil evil lurking among the streets of San Diego that has a lot of good people down, but not down for the count. And that includes the one and only, it's good thing that he has been munching on the highly nutritional, you know what, or otherwise the leftist who might be able to take him down. Of course, I'm talking about the nutritional, highly important DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat, sesame, broccolini. Oh, it's Friday. I am so happy. Hey, everybody. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good show. You can all find me on X at Riley underscore McBride underscore. Please reach out and let me know what you think about Hunter Biden. Have they finally got him? I want to know. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I want to know. Is anything going to come of this or is this another... Another case of getting my hopes up too quickly because I don't want to get too excited too quickly. Is there is there something here you think? Well, you know, let's talk about it because last night when these indictments were announced, one of the things that we talked about <clears throat> was the timing of it. And m- immediately conservatives saw this as trying to push Biden it out. And I was like, not so fast, not so fast. The Democrats are always thinking about the party first. And there's nothing in it for the Democrats, for Joe Biden to be taken out, not for this reason. Because this would, to to take down Joe Biden through these indictments would be to take down the deep state. And that 
they're not going to do. I said last night it was most likely that these revelations came at a time where it was right before the depositions next week. And this was a way to try to scapegoat Hunter Biden and tried to claim that there's no there there with the impeachment. And, of course, that is what we're finding out today. But first, let's get into a little bit of these indictments. This did come from a U.S. attorney that was a Trump appointee that had said before that he had not been given the authority to indict anytime he wanted to or anywhere. Uh, these indictments that came through yesterday, according to Weiss, he charged uh, Hunter Biden. He said uh, Bi- Hunter Biden was, quote, engaged in a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in taxes he owed for tax years 2016 through 2019 and to evade the assessment of taxes for year 2018 when he filed false returns. If convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of 17 years in prison. Uh, actual sentences for federal crimes are typically less than the maximum penalties. Um, who believes right now um, that he's going to face any jail time? I don't believe it for a second. This is There's so much political crap going on with this indictment. This is about a, 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 a ditch, a, a last ditch attempt before the depositions last week to control the narrative, to show that the DOJ is even handed, to show that, uh, you know, it's that they are holding people accountable, just like Trump. That's the play here. You have to also remember that this is the same Weiss who charged Hunter Biden with gun violations and other things in, in September. And most of those charges were brushed away. Remember that? Um, in addition, well, before I go on, let me see if there's anything more I want to share with this story. Uh, no. Um, if you go to New York post, you'll see that according to them, the 56 page indictment of Hunter Biden is really racy. In fact, I mean, he spent like $800,000 on hookers and all kinds of crap. He spent $11,500 for two nights with one hooker. And somebody was like, I, you know, I wouldn't have paid that much, you know, for one night with Brigitte Bardot and she was at her prime, right? Um, uh, the, the article goes on to say um, that the steps taken by Hunter Biden to evade taxes are impressive, but not nearly as impressive as the efforts by the Justice Department to evade any direct implications for his father, President Biden. Oh, gee. So now again, we see that my suspicions were correct, that this Hunter Biden and this, according to Jonathan Turley, the Democrat who uh, defended Trump in the Ukrainian whistleblower hoax said that the Hunter indictment was designed specifically to avoid Joe Biden. Doesn't that say it all, Sesame Broccolini, in terms of what's going on here? (laughs) I do think that says it all, truly. Yes. Um, And it speaks to the the sham nature of this justice system in this moment where Hunter can cross Mm -hmm. all these different lines with with so many different crimes. Look, then a regular person, you got to think, would probably go to prison or, or at least spend some time in jail. But I think you're probably right. Somehow he's going to find a way to get out of it. I don't know exactly what, but I, I think James Comer is also suspicious based on some of the, the media appearances he's doing, too. So, I, I, again, I don't want to get yeah. too excited too quickly because this is just yeah. the start and nothing really of, of real consequences no. happened yet. 
this is this is a, about the Department of Justice trying to gaslight the American people mm-hmm. that Joe Biden, there is no Biden crime family. What we've got is some crackhead son who's a wayward, you know, who's just, you know, a ne'er-do-well, and he's committed some crimes for which he will get a slap on the wrist. According to Jonathan Turley, there's three glaring omissions in the indictment uh, that tend to shield critical payments and conduct that implicate the president. Number one, Burisma, Ukrainian money. Uh, The special counsel only indicts tax evasion that occurred in recent years, and in part because the Department of Justice specifically dragged their feet in order to let the statute of limitations expire uh, on the most controversial payments of involving the Ukraine gas company Burisma. Recent testimony from IRS whistleblowers suggests that wasn't an accident. Investigators were stonewalled, they claimed, and the Justice Department was previously moving to reject any charges against Hunter Biden. Um, and, and if they had go, explored, if the IRS had explored all the payments related to Ukraine, it would have led to Joe Biden and the influence peddling that took place. So with that, so the, the, this indictment was part of the cover up of the crimes of Joe Biden. So they're actually these they're indicting Hunter Biden as part of a cover up for Joe. This recent indictment, the article goes on, keeps the focus squarely on taxes not paid, not how the money was earned in the first place. He goes on to say what's missing in the indictment is any charge against Hunter Biden as an unregistered foreign agent which recently the Justice Department added a charge to the indictment of Senator Bob Menendez that he ran afoul of FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which was also used to go after Donald Trump's associates, such as Paul Manafort. But if they charge him with FARA, then what happens? It ties back to Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. The article says it opens up questions about the millions of dollars going to the Biden crime family from foreign sources, a topic that Attorney General Merrick Garland has spent years avoiding. In the second indictment, Weiss spends more time detailing the salacious use of the money rather than how and why it was given to the Bidens in the first place. The third Example, I guess, that Jonathan Turley is using here is the unindicted co-conspirator. By focusing on tax evasion alone, Weiss again avoids any direct reference to the focus of the influence peddling used to raise these millions of dollars. Even without mentioning the president, the implications of the indictment are devastating for the narrative and denials of Joe Biden. He says instead... Um, Weiss indicts the failure to pay taxes on the proceeds of those dealings without addressing the underlying corruption. It is akin to arresting a bank robber for speeding away from the crime scene without mentioning the reason for his flight. And that's exactly what's going on here. Anything you want to add to this? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, some of the, some of the big points, I, I think number one, there is something that's just not satisfying when it comes to the current charges. I mean, it's good that there are felony charges, but 
hitting him only from the tax angle sort of neglects this whole political influence peddling scheme, exactly. national security undermining. Yeah, things that I would consider to be treasonous or turncoat like. Um, so I think there's a whole political dimension of this that just gets glossed over completely, which is unfortunate. And that's the real tragedy. But the crux of the problem for me with this FBI, thinking about the fact that even just a few days ago, Ted Cruz was grilling D- Director Ray about the fact that the FBI investigator tipped off Hunter Biden's lawyer before they were going to execute yes. a search warrant on a, sto- on a storage unit. It's like, here's the crux of the problem for me. I, as a private citizen, if I break the law, then I go to jail. I get punished. If the FBI breaks the law, nothing happens. And if the FBI breaks the law in order to protect certain people, nothing happens. That's my issue. And I don't know what you do about it other than maybe abolish the whole organization, which is what Vivek has talked about a little bit. And it's something that I would like to see because I think most of their tasks could be reassigned to other agencies anyway. It's just it's fruit from the poison tree. I have no faith in the FBI at this point, especially because it's always going one way. It's always protecting Democrats. It's not even protecting corrupt GOP establishment people. It's always going one way. And it's so Mm -hmm. obvious. Well, but they're even going after Menendez because ultimately what this is about is it's about communism. So, you know, the the memo to Democrats is also that they will go after you if they see you as a threat to Marxism in this country. You got but and and I think that that's a key distinction. I want to play a clip before we take a break of Hunter Biden and what he had to say in regards to these uh, indictments. Sesame. They are trying to in the in in their most. Uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency. And so it's not about me. In their most base way, what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me, knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle. (laughs) Absolutely despicable and laughable trying to destroy a presidency i hear clips like that sesame broccolini just makes my blood boil that this disgusting predator pig and his father i guess i could have said sexual predator pig and his son hunter the way <laughs> that they have uh, you know it, it, and joe biden is even worse than hunter to me the way they are creeps so is joe biden these are absolutely morally depraved human beings that have grifted sold off this country to feed their depravity and then claim victimhood in the process while we have americans that have literally had that we've had americans kill themselves to end the persecution from the government who have literally been killed off by the government. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion. So don't you go anywhere. This is the Andrew Cation on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I bet you're all having a better day than these presidents from uh, UPenn and MIT and Harvard. It's so smugly 
so arrogantly went before the House Committee on Anti-Semitism and in, in, on college campuses just with their smirks and their sneers, hiding behind the, you know, First Amendment and just thinking they were just going to be so, you know, because Democrats uh, are just um, so innately arrogant isn't the right word for it. Um, they're so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sesame broccolini. It has to do with arrogance, but also at the same time, they, they're just full of hate for other people. It's an arrogance. That's I think it's a false sense of moral superiority. I think progressives pretend to have the moral high ground whenever they believe something and everyone else is just backwards in their mind. It's, It's such contempt that they sat there answering these questions and, and pretending that there's context um, when, uh, well, you know, you, you don't think it's bullying or it, harassment when uh, Stefanik asked uh, Harvard President Gay, when you've already acknowledged that intifada means to call for the death of Jews, but yet that's not harassment and bully, bullying. <laughs> well, it depends on the context. They're just so full of their own hatred for other people and arrogance at the same time. They just despise anybody else. And now the three of them are under pressure to be fired. The worst is the UPenn president, um, McGill. And the reason why is because, as I think it was Jim Banks pointed out, UPenn is being accused as, as being one of the catalysts for the rise of anti-Semitism because they actually held an event in September where they invited somebody that had a history of wearing Nazi uniforms and carrying Jews depicted as pigs at an event uh, on their campus on September. There has been some updates in regards to the backlash that has occurred against these presidents. Of course, there's a lots of calls for them to resign. Uh, there was even New York Post even reported today that it looked as though the President McGill of UPenn was actually going to be asked to resign. That hasn't happened yet. I did hear, see also from another source that there was an emergency meeting that was held uh, with the board of UPenn Um, But they didn't fire her or ask her to resign at that point. Meanwhile, one of their big bank Hanks alumnus actually withdrew a $100 million donation because he said that they had violated their terms of, of agreement with him. Uh, through through the blatant anti-discrimination and anti-harassment violations of their code. Um, I, I think I, the Congress has said that they're going to do an investigation, which I think is just nonsense. I think they need to pass legislation that at this point removes any taxpayer funds to any of these institutions until and a thorough investigation is done uh, for colleges and universities to prove that are completely anti-Semitic free. Your thoughts? Well, I certainly agree that another probe or investigation is a half measure and a full measure would be pulling funding. Um, because what really moves the needle is the power of the purse. Having said that, I would like to see a lot of colleges, frankly, defunded indefinitely across the board for anti-Semitism, but also for being hubs of indoctrination, political violence, political uh, extremism, and just a failure to produce people who are happy, healthy, or able to to translate into functioning society. I mean, our, our colleges in large part are not educating people. 
There was not right. a lot oh, of enlightening I, you know going on. So in, in my mind, right. it's like, I mean, the whole modern education system is this is just one exhibit and a long list of evidence that highlights the fact that colleges are not what they used to be. It's no longer a pillar of truth or designed to, you know, enlighten anybody. Certainly not. So, or even, or really, just even what they're supposed to be, which is an education center. In yeah, fact, I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because, you know, today I don't know if you saw that Barry Weiss and her um, free, oh gosh, I can't free press or is it or, free press? Yeah, put out a video about the extent of which you know they're try- all these presidents have been trying to hide behind this free speech you know, First Amendment shield, yet they put out a video showing the years in which these colleges have been using wokeism and words as a weapon and as a tool to control people. At Harvard, for example, fat phobia is considered a violence, but yet calls to kill Jews is not. So you're right. As long as we've got, and the, and the solution is not to call them out for that hypocrisy. The so, and, and the solution is not just to defund them from anti-Semitism, but to say, you know what, this wokeness is out of control. When you, when you have college campuses thinking that, that it's a, that fat phobia is violence it's time to pull our money indefinitely from all these colleges and universities. It's just done. It's It's done. Fat phobia is is violence. Come on. We're completely off the rails in these colleges. This is beyond anti-Semitism. And oh, by the way, part of the reason why anti-Semitism has taken root in these colleges is because they're taking money from terrorist organizations or terror-related countries. We shouldn't be allowing Qatar the Bin Laden family, or any of these other terror-infested countries to be putting money into any of our colleges or universities on this campus, uh, on, in this country. In fact, we shouldn't be allowing them to put money into our institutions here, period. Your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. It would not surprise me if, I, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily influences how professors conduct themselves or how much opinion shaping is going on, but the fact that we have foreign countries, adversarial ones at that, with vastly different goals, um, f- you know, f- bankrolling these colleges. And it's not just – it's China, too, and in large part. I mean, the Penn-Biden Center mm-hmm. was largely funded by, you know, Chinese dollars. So it's, it's all of these different adversarial foreign nations that want to see us fall apart. And people just don't mm-hmm. put two and two together. But I would like to see colleges disclose every single dollar they have on their books, where it comes from. I don't care if it's a private donor. You don't have to name donors. Right. But I want to know how much of this money is public, how much of it is private. And it's our taxpayer dollars. So to think that taxpayer dollars are being used against the taxpayer, being used to indoctrinate well, I think us. It and- should be for, uh, excuse me for interrupting. We're out of time for the segment. Speaking of education, right, we're right. going to go to okay. Bob Walters in a moment. But I think it should be public, even the individual. Because otherwise, how would we, you know, that's how we would find out if uh, the one of the family members from Saudi Arabia. Okay, yeah, good point. True. Yeah, or, you know, the Bin Laden family is dumping money into... Or the Soros family, for all we know, you know? Or the Soros family, absolutely. Um, So speaking of education, we're not done with this topic. And you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for Bob Walters because every week he shares stories about what's going on that nobody else is talking about. So come on back. Another segment of the Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. 
bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking, giving you guys an update of what happened with these colleges and universities, these presidents that were, you know, defending anti-Semitism this week at the hearing. And if you missed that segment or any part of the show, don't forget you can download our little podcast and find it wherever you download your podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Mo sent me an email and said, well, how come you're asking to see our emails? Um, Because you're not really reading them, I guess she said, because I think her question was that they weren't really getting read on air. We are making a point of reading more of the emails on air. Thank you for bringing that uh, to my attention, Mo. But now, of course, Friday is time for Bob Walters, our education contributor, who's here with stories uh, that uh, nobody, oftentimes, most of the time, nobody else is talking about. Happy Friday, my dear friend, Bob Walters. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. Um, you got some good news for us tonight? Yeah, I do. Quite a bit. Oh, uh, all right. A, Min- a, Minnesota- <laughs> a Minnesota middle school banned student cell phones last year, and the differences made it night and day. Mar- Maple Grove Middle School in Minnesota is most pleased with the results of banning cell phones in the classroom. Okay, so what That's happened? Fun. Well, they, they, they forbid cell phones to be brought into the school at all. They can't have them in their possession while they're in the classrooms at all. And so have the, do we know what the result has been? Have grades gone up, attention gone up? Where, where are we at? Grades went, up, grades went up 20% on the last test scores. Wow. And they have less it, defiance. We were getting the teacher, you know, a lot less defiance the teachers were experiencing from the students. Well, you know what, Bob? I mean, it just makes sense because, you know, if kids are focused, if they don't have these phones distracting them, these devices, then they're able to focus on other students, the class and what's going on. So that's a great, 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 great uh, good news story. Thanks. Yeah, it's a good turn. Okay, school districts where proficiency rates are low, the report cards are relied on by most parents. They just see A's and B's, but that doesn't tell a full story. Nine out of 10 believe their kids are at grade level, but wealth reality says the actual number is 50% at best. This awareness gap is a growing problem, but can be overcome by asking the teachers if their child is at grade level in math or English. Otherwise, they're just looking at A's and B's and think, oh, everything's wonderful. Ooh, okay, That's good. Teachers are doing. Yeah. It's uh, okay. sad, but true. Yes. Okay. Then pushing back against Biden's radical identity politics, 19 state attorney generals are standing up against the new proposed rules that would bar religious people from adopting kids. With, yet without faith-based organizations and foster homes, the foster care system would face a critical shortage of placement options. 85% of all st- kids who are adopted or placed in, in uh, such homes uh, the religious, religiously oriented organization that in charge of it, but Biden wants to put an end to it all. So, so he wants to put an end to, 
he wants to put an end to faith-based people being allowed to adopt? Correct. Wow. 19 state just, attorney generals are fighting against it, but good the for them. effective January 1. Um, we'll see. This is absolutely rules. insane. And if I'm going to connect the dots here to obvious reasons is that this is, you know, they can't get their communism over on they've got to remove God from society. They've got the, you know, they've got to get rid of Christianity and Judeo Christian principles and values in order to get their agenda across. This is absolutely yeah, right. shocking and crazy. I mean, I'm glad it's a good news story in the fact that these attorney generals are, are going to fight it. Um, but you know, at the same time, they shouldn't have to be fighting this. It's insane. And, and by the way, it's religious person. Yeah. It's religious discrimination. It is. It is. All right, California is spending billions to expand traditional kindergarten. How effective is it? Head Start, set up in 2010, really didn't work, so educators didn't change the program but changed the name. It is bragged to reduce learning disabilities, but how honest is this? Recent tests show that it did not help kids now in third or fourth grade. Yet another study showed that if kids got into one early on, it did have a positive effect of 2 to 10% on their literacy skills. Wow. But anyway, so, you know, if it's, called, it, got a new name for Head Start. <laughs> yeah. So if it fails, just change the name. <laughs> yep, that's it. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, in, in, in branding, like in products, you can't just claim something, you know, change the name and then act like you've got something new that you're selling. That's called fraud in in the business world and in sales and marketing that's 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 literally a, a, a civil crime and that's what they're doing here yeah it's true okay yeah. a ballot initiative is set for next year so parents get to vote on it which would require all students in california to take a course in personal finance only one percent of kids now take some some version of this versus 48 percent for the rest of the country Hopefully this will help our kids, but some critics say it will only divert attention from basic learning of math and English and history. Anyway, parents get to vote it, next year. Yeah, well, it kind of depends. I would want to know more here. I would want to know if um, personal, what do they mean by personal finance? Because are they going to teach it from the bent of uh, communism and everybody should earn the same? Or are they going to teach how to balance a checkbook? Although people don't even really do that anymore, but like, yeah. you know, how to invest and, you know, so I think the devil's in the details. I want to know a little bit more about that, but it sounds good. We're so far. get a copy of the initiative. Yeah. yeah. We do. I'll get one. Okay. All right. A high school in West Virginia will have volunteer lead Bible study sessions before classes. Thanks to a student request. The school will appoint a faculty member to oversee the, these sessions. So that's a good good progress in West Virginia. Yeah, actual Bible study sessions in a in a in school. That's amazing. In, in a high school, no less. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then female fighters walk out of Naga events to protest against trans women, transgender women competitors. Naga has been criticized for allowing transgender women into the sport, but now women get an advance notice of men set to compete with in their event. Well, I mean, good. Well, I mean, why they allow for, women into you know trans men into women's sports? As I have no idea. 
No, well, I, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, hat tip to these women for pushing back and protesting biological men um, competing. But the solution isn't for them to say, OK, we're going to give you a heads up in the future. The solution is, is all these trans people go and compete against each other and, you know, yeah, leave and, and leave women alone. So and they forget right. why we created the women's sports to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. OK. College crazies. Protesters at Clemson College University demand reinstatement of menstrual products in the men's restrooms. <laughs> yeah, we got to have menstrual products in the. I, I got to have some menstrual products in that bathroom. So we're going to waste <laughs> taxpayer money to feed the mental illness of men who you know want to pretend that they're women, okay, or women that want to pretend that they're men and are using men's restrooms. Just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which way it is. Either yeah, I don't either. Care. Okay. Cal State faculty plan to take one-day strikes every few weeks when their demand for 12% salary increase is denied. 29,000 faculty are included, and the university says they just don't have the funds to pay this kind of rate increase. The schools do plan a 6% increase in tuition each year for the next five years, but the strong the union strongly opposes this and simply wants an increase for their pay. You know, this is just a 12% salary. I bet if we saw the books of this Cal State, you know, any any government institution, you could probably cut 70% of the budget and still have too much money left, well, you yeah, know, get rid, to, get rid of a lot for, of the administrators the who don't do much. They don't do yeah, any get, real value. Get, exactly. And I guarantee wow. you that the faculty is already overpaid and certainly doesn't need another 12%. So um, I think it's a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to pick it up with the college crazies. And then we will be done with hour one of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Come on back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Hope you guys are got some fun plans for this weekend. I know I'm excited that the weekend is finally here. But of course, Fridays always means Bob Walters, our education contributor. He so far has been sharing with us some good news and some college crazies, but it's just, y'all know how insane it is at the colleges. So let's continue here, my dear friend, Bob. Okie doke. Um, thanks to a federal law, it is now okay to sexually harass students on campus at UC Davis. This school considers gender identity to be subjective and malleable, so it is not, so it is a protected class and you can uh, shout against them or do whatever else you need to do on the campus. There's no restriction on their behavior around transgender kids. <laughs> so I'm not sure who's getting harassed here, or is it just, or is it just um, any kind of harassment is okay on campus at UC Davis? It's anything to do with the gender identity, either talking about it or comparing notes about it or becoming a different gen- a gender. Hmm. Well. It can be sexually you know, it's just harassed. Another, 
Yeah. Well, you know, you can be, you know, evidently harassment is the name of the game on these college campuses, especially if you're Jewish. So it's like it's like uh, Sesame Broccolini and I were saying last hour, we need to really be pulling our federal funds from all these uh, crap holes, in my opinion. But let's continue, Bob. All right. Biden gets to pick and choose who gets to go to college. His cancellation of college loan debt is limited to public colleges only. Trade schools, private colleges, and career-oriented schools that operate outside are used by adult learners, minorities, active military, and working parents. These schools operate outside the dictates of the liberal establishment of education, so they look down upon. And Biden does not do anything to relieve their uh, uh, tuition fees. Well, right, because you know the all the trade schools and other ones are are actually meant to prepare somebody to teach, to provide a skill, to have somebody learn a skill so that they can actually go out and become a contributing member, a working member of society. The colleges and universities are meant to produce socialist and communist that are going to do things like, you know, chant for the deaths of Jews. So, yeah, that's what's going on there. And um, he, I think he canceled another $80,000 in student loan debt. And I don't know what... Eighty eighty million, yeah. For if I thought it was for eighty thousand to eighty million dollars of our taxpayer money, and it's just I can't imagine uh, where he found any legal room to do that. But the Democrats are not hampered by following the rule of law, so there's that. No. It's sad. Okay. Yeah, it is. Female student athletes sue the University of Oregon over Title Nine, the federal law which gives male and female athletes equal treatment. 32 former female athletes say the school is depriving females of equal treatment and benefits to participate in varsity and collegiate sports. So it's good. Well, I'm glad. At least you're standing yeah. up to it. Yeah, I'm glad they are. Good for them. Appreciate. Yeah, because you know we've got to we've got to use every tool in our bag to be fighting against uh, the the assault, the literally and figuratively, of women in this country. And um, it, it's it's a shame that it's come down to these female student athletes. There should be uh, I, I don't know if there's any U.S. attorneys um, in the in Oregon, but we should have U.S. attorneys all over this country fighting this. So hat tip to these female students. I agree. It's terrible. It really is. All right. A health science program offered at Ohio State University requires those who sign up to take part in in an array of discussions and assignments about gender and race, including one that asks the students to address their privilege if they are white, heterosexual, or able-bodied. <laughs> well, um, I, I think that I think that at least the good news here is that it's a program um, that if you you have to sign up for it. Um, versus it being opposed. But I've got a niece who graduated from Ohio State, summa cum laude, who's now a nurse. And, you know, she, she would be, they wouldn't want her in that class. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Yeah. All right. Um, an Ivy League yeah, report. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you finish. Okay, Go an ahead. Ivy League report revealed that over 90% of women and gender studies majors received an A in their class. Today, there are over 80, 180,000 cultural and gender studies majors in the U.S. who go on to earn a modest salary of 
How are they even getting paid 58K? Who's who's paying them 58K for what? Right. So almost 200,000 degrees. And these are from Ivy League schools, which means they earned a they they racked up a ridiculous amount of of tuition debt or paid a ridiculous amount of tuition to get worthless degrees that only pay 58 K. And the taxpayers are probably paying for that. This report right here is probably the only thing we even need to talk about because it is the perfect example of everything wrong in our society today. That's it right there. It really is. Okay, here's some more. Yale students are getting top marks for simply turning in their work. 80% now get A's if they simply turn in their homework. We hear that Harvard has similar numbers coming in their new programs. And and again, and, and again, you know, why would any if you're a parent, you're you're the one thing you should take away from this hearing we had on anti-Semitism and Bob's reports is you're crazy if you spend a dime to send your kids to any of these formerly esteemed uh, higher higher uh, indoctrination centers um, because they are nothing but communist, you know, crap holes where your kids it's brains go true. to die. Yeah. Truly pathetic. Okay, if you are a Jewish student at San Diego State near you, my dear, you are not safe. Mm. The administration will not protect you, and this includes Christians who defend Israel. This was announced by the administration at San Diego State University. What did they say? What was the announcement? What's, every, what's every the Jewish student needs to defend themselves and be careful of where they do and where they, where they talk. Interesting. I guess at least they didn't go as far as you, Penn, who told the, who told the students not to wear any, not I guess not to wear any Jewish clothing or symbols. I guess meaning they're supposed to hide their star of David. I mean, what you know? I, how much how much closer can we be to reenacting the Holocaust? Um, few I minutes agree. left, Bob. What else you got? Okay, uh, Second Valley School District in Pennsylvania had to pay two hundred million to a Satan temple that, that they had refused access onto, to be on their campus. The courts ruled against them per the First Amendment. So they paid $200 million to the Satanic Club that got rejected from the campus. And they had to allow them on the campus at that point. Well, you know, it's another example of how everything going on shows that we're in a battle of good versus evil. We've only got two minutes left, Bob, and I know you want some time to talk about We the Kids. Okay, one one final thing, though, i got to cover. American military is peddling critical race theory, white shaming, queer theory, and left-wing activism to the 69,000 children in their 160 schools worldwide. Their focus has been removed from math, engineering, and academic achievement. They have no interest in that. They simply work mm-hmm. on the closing the gap of racial, ethnic, and ability groups. Pathetic. And they wonder why they're, and, and the military wonders why it's struggling with recruitment. <laughs> I agree. Okay, right. we the kids. Great organization, guys. And they just signed a deal last week with the Constitutional Sheriff's Association. And they're going to begin having uh, collective radio broadcasts around the nation starting in a few weeks. Wonderful. Very interesting. The, yeah, the sheriffs are going to have joint uh, episodes with the We the Kids. And their kids will be doing the interviewing with the sheriffs and covering various topics important to history and and Foundation of America. So I good. love that. That's fantastic. How can people get more information? Uh, check with 
wethekids.us, and they can get all the details of what's coming and how they can help the group or how you can get materials to share with your kids to protect them against the indoctrination coming in from the schools that they go to. And and one of the, the ways kids. that you can support wethekids.us, uh, they have some of the cutest T-shirts and hats. That's one way that you can, you know, help support the organization. It's not just enough to complain about what's happening in the schools. We've got to do something about it. And this is one way that you can by supporting We The Kids. So go to wethekids.us. US. Bob Walters, thank you so much for all the hard work that you do. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next week. You too, my dear. Take care. Thank you. All right. And you guys, we got another hour coming up for y'all. We've got Steve Friend, who's the the FBI whistleblower, is going to be here, as well as uh, Ted Harvey, who's decided to run to replace Ken Buck in Colorado. We've got to support the good Americans that are MAGA and America First candidates and uh, to uh, route out the deep state, including the rhinos and the Republican Party. So stay tuned for hour two. It's coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.